want to read my favorite scripture before I start because I want to just declare who Jesus is for us, and it's Colossians 1, verse 15. Yeah, this time of year where everybody's rushing about, and sometimes they don't even really know why they're celebrating what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. Being around family, that's that's huge in connection. But Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. Yeah, he existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on the earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. He holds your heart together. When you're feeling like everything's falling apart, he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead, So he is first in everything. Yes, Jesus, you are first in all things. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Yeah, Jesus, that is who you are. So in our... Busyness sometimes. God, we ask that you would remind us who you are, why you sent your son to the earth, so that we could have union with him, have relationship with him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you did for us. And we choose to remember. Yeah, so, y'all ready? Okay. I have a slideshow thanks to my techie husband, Todd. (laughs) I don't usually do do slides. Okay, let's see. Okay. Oh, it's up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, So I want to talk about growing pains. Yay! How exciting! Isn't that fun? (laughs) No? (laughs) Well, don't worry. It's there's going to be Jesus all throughout, and um, if if you feel the need, like you want to run and leave, I won't be offended, but I encourage you that this is going to be good. Yeah. Growing pains are good. It, it doesn't always feel great to grow up. It, it hurts, but it's so worth it. So um, you might feel a little challenged, but you know what? It's good. When someone um, challenges you a little bit or encourages you to grow, it means that they love you. And I love you guys. So um, this is kind of, I'm saying it all with a big smile so you'll, you'll feel the mama love as I'm talking and you won't feel like, ouch. But um, yeah, sometimes life is ouch, right? So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And um, we as elders have all kind of been feeling that, you know, God really challenging us in lots of ways and um, not making excuses and 
time to really look at some difficult things. So whatever God's doing with us, we bring to you. So lucky you. It's all good, though. It's really so worth it. It is. Yeah. (laughs) I tend to laugh in the mic a lot. One time I heard a message, and I was, like, laughing the whole time. So I'm trying to be real conscious of that every time I laughed. So Isaiah 54, verse 2. I love this scripture. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. This is the New Living Translation, which I love. Um, it's, it's time to really make room for growth, and that's, that's what I want to talk about and what that looks like, like how, how you can make room for growth in your life and um, really being intentional with that and being in a place where you're saying, Jesus, I want that. I want to grow because, you know, we're not meant to stay in the same place, are we? No, moving from glory to glory to glory. <laughs> What's happening down there? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> if you're listening on podcast, it's something silly Todd has, but okay. Um, yeah, one reason that I really love um, Danny Silk's uh, parenting um, teachings is because it really encourages growth in our kids and everything about it encourages growth, right? And and I know as our kid, our kids are older now, but as the older they get, it's it feels a little bit scary to um, give them more freedoms. But that's natural, right? To give your kids more freedoms and rooms to make mistakes. And um, but with that, it's really good because we also give them responsibility to fix their mistakes. And we kind of learned this phrase. So what are you going to do about that? That's unfortunate that happened, and I'm sorry we're going to be with you, but what are you going to do about that little boo-boo? And kind of putting it back on them. So it's actually, you know, really helpful for us parents because not everything is in our lap anymore. We walk with them and love them, but as responsible parents, we want to see them make good choices and grow up and, and do those things. But it can feel a little bit scary, too. But... In that, you know, we're learning how to manage ourselves and to survive in the world. You want your kids, when they leave your nest, to be able to have the tools to survive and to be able to grow without, um, you know, we can't always be right by their side to, to tell them. They know that they can always come to us, but that's natural part of life, to grow. So, um, here we go. I like this little, is it called a meme? Oh, Okay. A meme. I'm tired of being an adult. I'm going back to my blanket fort to play with my Hot Wheels. (laughs) I love that because a lot of times we feel that way. Like, okay, I'm tired of going to work. I'm tired of being a big girl. I'm tired of being a big boy now. Okay, I just go play with my crayons and stop doing all this stuff. So all this responsibility. Um, That's our tendency, Marilyn. (laughs) You know. Um, and there's times for that where you just got to let go and just curl up on your blank in your couch and watch a silly movie and laugh. And that's all good. We need to do that. But God's calling us higher, right? Second Peter three, verse 18 says, grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. Grow in grace. 
So it's, it's, you know, what God's given us is a free gift, but there's growth too. That's our part. In Ephesians 3, Paul talks about stewarding the grace that God's given to him. So God's given us this grace, and um, what are we going to do with that? we got to steward it well and know how, what does that look like to steward grace and to grow in all of that? So Jesus did, um, what he did for us was a free gift, and... Um, So our part, really, while we're here on earth is believing him, believing what he did for us, and then allowing those places where we still are feeling uncertain to really let him come and um, just speak to our hearts where we need more truth. That's our part. And that that doesn't sound so hard, does it, When, when you think about, okay, this scary thing called growth and growing up and all that. It's just really allowing his truth to touch the places that that we need it, but we first, we need to acknowledge it, right? When we aren't teachable, there's no longer an opportunity to grow. So pride and um, fear of change can keep us stuck. Sometimes it's like, you know, it feels really scary to do something different than what I've always done. And so God was talking to me recently about this, about asking questions because sometimes you get to a point where you, you stop asking questions. You're going through the motions of life. And he said to me, if you don't find yourself asking questions, you may have to consider that you're too comfortable with already having all the answers. And, you know, that's that's sometimes pride, thinking, you know, I know it all. I, and and so I really am asking God to, to stretch me and, and ask him, okay, so what is it? about questions that, that makes it seem a little scary because they can, you know, can feel uncomfortable because I think in our culture, a lot of times we really want a quick fix. We want to, um, take God and all the mystery of God and fit it in a little tiny box that makes us feel okay. But God can't be put in a box. We know that he cannot, and he will not be. Um, but it's it's difficult in our lives when things feel unresolved. I know I don't like that. I don't like not knowing. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what's going to happen. I want to plan. But we're not going to always know. We're just not. But that's good because it, it helps us to dive into the mystery of who he is. Um, the leaving things without some sort of logical explanation God doesn't want to be explained away at all. So walking with God is asking questions. It's diving into that continual discovery of him. He's a continual discovery. We will never fully know everything there is to know about God. That's, that's our journey. That's our joy while we walk on the earth is to get to discover like a little kid, like Todd was singing tonight, you know, about the wonder of God. That's why we love seeing the kids playing up here, and they are so in awe of God, and they always see something new. It's like little tonight, little Lily, she was looking up at the lights or something, things that we don't even notice, you know? But there's just that wonder that, you know, when kids ask you lots of questions, sometimes I know it can feel a little like, okay, enough already. But that's that's how Jesus, that's how God wants us to position ourselves to ask him, ask questions. Because it's, 
you know, on the surface here, we could stay here and, and that would be just fine to stay here on the surface. But Jesus is so deep. He's ocean deep. He's, he doesn't have a shore. He's endless. So I encourage you, um, just continue asking him, ask him why and, and all that good stuff. It's going to continually unfold his goodness over your life. Oh, <laughs> I'm pointing the clicker all over the place because I'm not used to this. Todd's telling me where to point it. Okay. <laughs> um, fear of pain can prevent us from wanting to grow. It can hurt, right? Growing up can hurt. And um, I think doctors say, I don't know, they've said that there's really no evidence that there's growing pains. But kids that have experienced growing pains, it, can, it hurts when your legs start stretching out and growing. But, I mean, I wouldn't know because I'm short, <laughs> so I never really experienced that huge, big growth spurt. Short people rock. Awesome. Yeah. So do tall people and in between and all that good stuff. But doctors say, hmm, doctors say that, um, on the one hand, they say, okay, there's no evidence of that. But then on the other hand, they say, okay, well, if, if uh, a kid is being, is touched, then they, they have this, you know, apprehensive feeling towards pain. They don't want to be touched, but a kid that's going through a growing spurt will want to be stretched and want to be held. So, um, you know, growing pains hurt, but, but being held and being stretched is a good thing. We want to be stretched. I mean, it, it doesn't always feel so great, but it's going to help us be more flexible. So, um, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for the stretching. Let us help, help us to see the good in all of that and being stretched and being more flexible. Um, as Kara was talking about, I felt like that was so good because it's not about um, behaving correctly or all of that or, like, being doing all the right things. It's not about following a set of rules. It's about... Um, just letting him touch our hearts, right? Because religion will tell us, well, you have to do this in order to be loved and accepted. That's not, that's not um, who Jesus is. That's not how he talks to us. That's not his nature. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, that I feel like God is stretching me with is um, it's time to stop blaming. That's part of growing up, you know? When kids are little and they're afraid to be punished, they'll blame their brother or sister, right, for, you know, she did that, he did that. But but God's like, you know what? It's time to stop that. As grown-ups, we don't need to blame anymore, right? Um, but, you know, there's that just fear of what's going to happen. And um, I didn't ask Todd if this was okay to share, but don't worry. I'm not going to uncover you or anything. But, you know, in marriage, sometimes... <laughs> I think you said something about me in your message last week, so it's all good. We're even. No. No, it's not uncovering at all. Um, totally not. He's all shaken. Yeah. In marriage, you know, um, marriage is work. Marriage is awesome, and we love it, but marriage is, you know, I feel like no one really told me, you're going to really have to work at this. You're not exactly alike, right? 
No, we're different. But um, I feel like we kind of got to a place recently where, um, you know, where there's some things that, you know, we didn't maybe don't see eye to eye on, but God was really having us each take ownership of our own stuff, you know? And so that is, that makes it so much easier. It's like, yeah, we can work through this. If you, if you get to a place where you're like, you know what, I still need more truth in this area. And that might be why I'm responding this way. And, and that's where, um, you know, blame is just out the window and, and growing up is part of like, okay, Jesus, what is it in, in my heart that I still need more truth? And what ways am I maybe projecting this or putting this off on someone else when it, they didn't do anything wrong? So I felt like that was a good, a pretty big breakthrough that, that, um, we've been getting in the last several years. So is that okay, honey? Okay. it's good. It's going to, you know, feel painful at times to look at those little owies. I like someone said that earlier, owie. But um, it's going to be so worth it, guys. It's really so worth it. I'm telling you, you have to have vision. Otherwise, it's going to feel like, ah, it hurts too much. Um, I will say that, you know, with the, with the pain and all that, that I do wish I knew ahead of time how painful childbirth was going to be. <laughs> Because I, you know, everyone was like, you don't remember and all of that. Yeah, I, I do. I remember. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> you know, it's like you want to encourage and say all the nice things, but sometimes you really need to, someone to say, you know, life is going to be hard and childbirth is hard. <laughs> and especially when you don't get epidurals and all that good stuff, we did you know, none of that stuff. Okay. And, um, anyway, it, it's good to, um, just be told it's, it's, you're going to make it, it's going to be okay, but no, it's not going to be all butterflies and rainbows all the time. And I, I kind of, you know, I appreciate that when people tell me, yeah, you, this is going to be hard, but you can do it. Yeah. When you're heading up, um, you know, a mountain, you're going to get some cuts and bruises along the way, but that mountaintop experience, that's so worth it. The journey is worth it. Yeah, I love this picture, especially with all the rain. Thank you, Jesus, for the rain. Yeah. This is, um, I put this picture up because it's so important that you have vision for your life. If you, if you don't have vision, then, you know, the temptation is going to come in to bow down to the pain and to that, that temptation to give up is going to come a lot easier. But when you have vision and know where you're going, okay, Jesus, you are my prize. And also the journey is the, is that's huge. It's not all about the destination as we know it's, it's about the journey. So, um, vision is hugely important. And, um, you know, when I, I think it was, it was so good when pastor Brent a while ago was talking about what are you afraid of? And really looking at that, you know, like if it's felt a little bit smaller when you can really like tangibly, I'm a very visual learner. So I wanted to like look at it in my hand. What am I afraid of? What, what is it? And, um, so I, I ask God that question, you know, a lot, like, well, what is it? Let's just pick it apart and look at it because fear feels like this giant feels like Goliath, but it's really, okay. What really is it? And 
for me, sometimes it's not knowing what the outcome is going to be. Or um, if I'm vulnerable, if I share my heart, how are you going to respond? You know, and so what I'm afraid of looks completely different than what you're afraid of, of course. It's like um, when I went skydiving for my son's um, graduation. Yeah, come on, Shandy. Yeah. Um, that was such a thrill. It's like I love those kind of things. I love roller coasters. I love being in the front row. Like when we go, we just went to Disneyland. And I was like, honey, I'm, I'm sorry. Each ride, you know, like fast ride, Indiana Jones, Tower of Terror, all the Space Mountain. I'm like, can we tell the guy, let's wait for the front row. So my kids, they always have to, okay. They don't mind. They like being in the front too. But it's so fun. Like that's so thrilling to me. But to someone else, they may think, that takes a lot of courage for me to go jump out of a plane or something like that. That's scary. But for me, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. So um, it's different for, for each person, what you're afraid of, right? Um, for me, it feels like it's really risky to love, right? Love is risky. <laughs> you wouldn't think that. I was never told that growing up, but it really is. Because you don't know. Life is unpredictable. You don't know how people are going to respond. They can hurt you. Um, or to put yourself out there and just the risk of being rejected or hurt, that it's, it's really risky. So to the degree you love, isn't this just a happy, cheery message? To the degree you love is the degree you risk being hurt. Are you invested? The more invested you are, the more you really put yourself out there, the more at risk you are for heartache, right? And if if you're not invested, if you don't care, then then there's no risk for that at all. But that's not really living. So it's scary stuff. But it's good. It's all so good somehow. Um Yeah, so when the stock market crashes, you're not going to feel personally affected if you're not invested, right? That's why it hurts so much, you know, when when you feel disconnected from someone you love because you've loved wholeheartedly. You've loved with your whole heart. You put yourself out there. You're invested. But it's worth it. I'm telling you, this sounds like ouch, but it's, you know, you've all done it. We do it with Jesus, but he's so faithful to love us back. He never changes, but people are unpredictable. And, and that's, that's part of the journey is learning to love, you know, like Jesus where people rejected him and they still reject him every day. But, but it's so, it's so worth it. It really is. I, um, I shared this before, how I didn't know anything about Jesus, didn't hear anything about him until I was 18. And I, so when I did um, go to church for the first time and heard about his love and accept him into my heart, I thought, life is going to be rainbows and perfect, and I'm not going to experience heartache ever again because, you know, growing up, I really experienced a lot of pain in that that is, you know, like I haven't experienced anything like that. But still, as a Christian, Christianity is is really, um, it's not always easy being in relationships, coming to church. Like 
I'd rather sit on the couch some nights. I don't want to see that person. I I mean, honestly, if we're really completely honest, sometimes you have to deal with broken people, right? Yeah, I know. It's true. It's true. But, but wow, it's family. This is family, working through hard stuff, facing people when you don't want to, and learning to love and being connected again. It's like, it's beautiful. It really is. I know I, I might be making it sound like, ouch, but it's really, when you, when we come to Jesus, you know, we can't live anymore. And the more we grow, we can't live with those things anymore that we used to um, before, that it really enabled us. Like, now being with Jesus, I can't wear that mask that protects myself anymore. I can't, like, pull up all these little things that I used to grab before, like being numb or or putting up this wall. I mean, we can do that, but now that we we know better, we don't want to do those things anymore because it, they don't work so well. And sometimes, I think Susan said this, like, you want them to work. you like, I really want these things, these boundaries, and boundaries are good, but I mean you know, numbing yourself or all these things, but, but that's not really living, right? So um, it's good, though, because he's, like, he's so giving us the strength. This is, like, the time to really lean on him for strength to do some of these things that are hard. And um, forgiveness, you know, forgiveness is not always, doesn't always come easy for everyone. Not like you have to. God doesn't command us to, but it's, it's surrendering yourself to him and um, letting him take over. He does all of this with us, and he did it all for us, too. He did it for us on the cross so that we will have the strength to walk this life, walk through pain. He's with us. He's so with us. Yeah. You guys okay? You think? I know. I feel that way, too, it, but it's good because... The stretching and the being uncomfortable, it it doesn't feel so good, but it really, (laughs) it's really good. It really is. Um, God's totally expanding us and we're, there's just somewhere that we're going together that, um, it's time to really say, okay, Jesus, I want, I want you. I want all of you and you can have all of me, even those places that, um, it feels scary, and I don't, I don't want to show you that part of me. But it's, it's good, guys. Um, there's this documentary that I watched, and I'm going to show you a clip. And um, it was it's really good. And I was just at a time where I was like, I, I want to watch some documentaries. So you stream on Netflix, and um, I found this one. And um, it was about um, the victims and perpetrators of the Civil War in Sierra Leone. So it's afterwards. So after all this devastation and people are forced to be child soldiers, these communities have to live together. I mean, there's rapists, there's murderers, and they all have to live with the, their victims. They're all living in this community together. So they're, they're stuck with this, how, how do we live together? How do we overcome? And this documentary is all about um, this thing they call uh, fumble talk, which means family talk where they would gather around a bonfire and face their pain and talk about forgiveness. I mean, this is hard stuff. I was in tears watching this. I mean, I can't imagine some of the trauma and devastation that these people experience. But 
the strength and resolve to, you know, overcome and to not let this define who they are, but to, to come together as a community for the betterment of the community, not like, oh, I'm struggling with this, so um, I'm not going to talk to this person or that person. But anyway, it's so good. So this is just a two-minute clip I want to show. I hope it works. Oh, <laughs> there you go. The war in Sierra was a disaster for mankind. How do we get back to where we were before the conflict? One really imagine whether these people will even reconcile again. You walk on the same footpath with someone who killed your parents, someone who burned down your house, but you are powerless. The war is still not over in the minds of a lot of people. <laughs> If you are not embraced by your community, then you are just an outcast. Before the war, people resolve their conflicts within the community. They sit around to discuss what went wrong. We we'll sit together in one round table and then share our minds. And of course, we'll see the way forward. Saralinians will have something that the world did not destroy. That is the culture of forgiveness. Let's go through this healing process once and for all. And support each other as one family. We love this farm will talk too much. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah, you can watch it free um, on Netflix, stream it. But um, yeah, it's called Fambul Talk. And it's it really impacted me a lot. Um, so yeah, it's it's about... This life that we live here, it's, it's, Jesus is all about wanting us to live more wholeheartedly. And I know we say that um, quite a bit. But um, the definition of um, integrity, which is something I want to talk about, is... Um, <laughs> okay. The, the state of being whole and undivided. Um, so I, I really... I thought there's several defini definitions, but I thought that was... Um, that was really good. Um, the state of being whole and undivided. So part of growing up is, is talking to Jesus about who, who we are on the inside. And I know like for me growing up, I didn't, I didn't have a moral compass growing up. I didn't know right from wrong. It was like anything goes. Um, I have, I have a good relationship with my parents now, but, um, yeah, I, I just kind of did whatever I wanted to do. So, 
When I came to Jesus, he made all things new and he wiped away my past. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. And then yet there's still certain um, things, different behaviors that felt really familiar to me. And I, I still need, you need a shepherd, you need leadership and Jesus to show you another way, right? So um, when we choose to grow, I think, you know, one thing that we begin to ask is, am I the same person on the inside that I am on the outside? And who am I when nobody's watching, you know? Like, little things, um, shopping carts. Like, my daughter, she's so awesome. She's always telling me, put, you know, put the shopping cart away. Even if there's, like, ten other people who put the shopping cart, like, on the, you know, in the parking spaces, like, put it away. Take the other shopping carts, put them away. And it's like, that's who we are. We, man, we got Jesus. Like, we could take the time to do things like that. That's not because, like, you know, someone's watching, because it's it's just who we are, right? Little things. Um... <laughs> Integrity is not like, it's not about like being perfect or doing all the right things or making sure you don't mess up because David, I mean, David messed up a lot, but I believe the the thing about David was his heart was positioned toward the Lord and he had really good motives, right? Um, This is Psalm 25 verse 21. May integrity and honesty protect me for I have put my hope in you. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. There's So there's some things, you know, in my life where I'm like, okay, this isn't working for me anymore, and um, I do, I want to grow. I don't want to stay in the same place. Um, so I'm going to be really honest and tell you that um, for me, um, when I get uh, on the road, like commuting and stuff, I get really, like, upset sometimes at other drivers, um, like really upset. And, uh, <laughs> and I think, you know, I actually would love to have like a fast car. I just, I would love to drive really fast. And I'm being honest, like, I, I love that. It's so exciting to me. I want like a big Ford truck and I want to own the road and all that. Like, I know. That, that's my dream. But, um, so anyway, with that, I was like, okay, this is silly. This is ridiculous. And had someone in the car with me and I did it. And, uh, they probably thought, I didn't know you were like that. You know, I thought, oh, I know. What is that? Why do I get like that? So, I mean, I honestly started to talk to God about it and not like, okay, let me manage my behaviors and be a good girl. It wasn't like that at all. It was like, okay, what is really going on in my heart that I feel this way? And God told me. Um, yeah, so that's why questions can be scary because God will talk to you <laughs> if you really want to know. Um, because I don't feel like we behave a certain way just because. there's Usually a lot of times there's stuff going on, like Cara was talking about with her students. Um so it started, I, I used to uh, work in Napa, and we lived in Benicia, so it was a lot closer. But then we moved to Pleasanton, and my commute was crazy all the time. And um, so that's kind of sort of where it was really manifesting. And um, 
what was going on with me was I was angry that I had to work really long hours and I didn't want to because I did home health and I would work sometimes like long, long shifts, like 20 hour shifts and then drive home from Napa and be really tired and all that. And I was angry, like I am entitled to be mad and I can be mad because I just worked all this time and whatever, like totally being a victim about it. I'm totally telling on myself. Um, And then the other thing, okay, this is revealing too. The other part of that was I was not working through conflict in my personal life. So when I got on the road, it was really easy to be mad at everyone out there because I'm behind the safety of my little car and the glass and everything, and I don't have to worry about you know, saying it to their face. I could yell and honk and and be angry. (laughs) I'm being completely honest. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. um, Anyway, God started talking to me about that and working through that and all that. So it's interesting to really, if there's something that you're like, I'm really, this isn't working for me anymore, talk to God and ask, what's going on? Why am I doing this? Because it's so true, the way we behave, it's, there's, there's stuff going on in our hearts. But we, a lot of times, want to judge people and um, define people by what they're doing. And it, it's so, that's so not how Jesus sees people. It's all about, he sees us, he sees our heart. He sees our heart motives and our, atten- our intentions. And um, the more we can do that with other people and just have grace for ourselves, and we're going to, really going to get this love thing down, how Jesus loves and sees people. Yeah. Um, what time is it? Okay. One other, um, I'm just kind of giving you like different, different ways that I'm growing and encourage you. Maybe you'll relate to some of it too. So, um, the other one for me is like follow through because, um, so Jesus has been talking to me about that. Ouch. Um, ouch, (laughs) Um, doing what I say I'm going to do. And um, he's not being harsh with me, or I'm not being harsh with you guys. Like, this is so good for us. And and also, you know, it's it's hard because you don't want to let someone down. You don't want to disappoint someone. But honestly, like, I I know that they appreciate when I just say, you know, I can't meet you, or I can't come through for you instead of trying to like dodge them like oh no oops I, as soon as you see that person you're like oh no I think they told me I needed to do something and I totally forgot but I think people just so appreciate when you come to them and say you know what I really just messed up and I couldn't get to it so that's one area that I feel in like okay let's let's do this God let's do it and um like being late um I was always on time to work like Always, but then um, there's like other things that I find myself being late for a lot. And uh, my husband has been so patient with me over the years. So sweet. But um, it's definitely something that I am asking God, okay, what is this? And it's like (laughs) saying, you know, really a lot of times I felt like it's saying my time is more valuable than yours because people's time is valuable. So... Anything I'm saying, 
is not like do this, do that. It's, it's just saying, okay, Jesus, what areas, you know, that, that just patterns, things that just aren't working. Let's, let's, let's go there together and find another way. So, you know, you probably are thinking, why are all these little things so important? But they really matter. They so matter because our gifts and everything are great, but God is more concerned with um, the condition of our heart and our character than he is about your gifts. You know, like gifts are great. We want to heal the sick. We want to all that. I mean, every, I don't really know if that's a gift. I think everybody has the gift of healing. It's just who we are as believers. But gifts are great, but gifts without character and without having a heart position toward the Lord will really kill you. They won't, they're just not going to work, you know? And I think we're getting to a place where it's like we really, God is like, come on, come on up here. This is where I'm at. Let's, this is where you belong. Um, not about trying to do things better, but, um, just getting, getting more truth, right? Um, uh, Daniel, I love the book of Daniel in, um, I put here, Daniel may have had influence in King Nebuchadnezzar's life because of his ability to interpret his dreams. He had a great ability to interpret dreams, but God transformed Nebuchadnezzar's heart through love and honor. So gifts are great, but um, it's love and it's the honor that will really carry you. That's so, it's so, so important. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, he was one of the most evil kings in history. But in Daniel 4, verse 34, he said, After the time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity returned, and I praised and worshipped the Most High and honored the one who lives forever. That's crazy. He, because Daniel honored him and loved him, he 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 came and worshipped the Lord. He his whole life was turned around. He was transformed. It wasn't really about, oh, you know, he had this great gift of dream interpretation. That, that's what got him in the door. That's what gave him favor. But it was loving and honor that um, God used to transform hearts. So, yeah, it's huge. Um, I'm going to tell you one more area that I feel like is really important. Um, so with, with just asking God, Okay, it's time to put my big girl pants on, big boy pants. Um, let's do this together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so easy to go back to what we used to do. But um, I think it's, it's God's calling us into a time of um, moving from criticizing and, and complaining and all of that to really caring answers and um, offering solutions, like Cara was talking about. You guys carry amazing solutions. You carry Jesus in you. And um, so that's that's an area that I feel like is like stretching right now for us as a church, too, and to really touch nations like we want to. Um, it's so much bigger than like, oh, I want to grow in integrity. I want to grow up. It's It's about, it's big. It's global. It's the world is, is looking at the church. Like, are they going to do what they say? Are they really that kind of person? You know, are they going to be rude to me uh, at the register or whatever? That must be a Christian person. Like, God's like, no, that is not who my people are at all. Um, we have bad days, yeah, but but who are we? Who are we in Jesus, you know?
So criticism, uh, it's like it requires nothing from you. It's like, okay, criticism says, uh-oh, there's a problem right there. You, you need to fix that. What are you going to do about that problem there, you know? And it, it doesn't feel so good either when you're on the receiving end and someone's like, oh, what's wrong with that thing? You need to do something about that. You know, I, there's something in me I, I get upset. And I was like, God, what is that? Why does that upset me so much? And it's like, because the body really needs to know who they are. Like, you carry Christ. You have the solution to that. You can do something about that. It's not just up to six elders. We can't do this without you. We really can't, and we don't want to. We don't want to go there without you guys. We really don't. That would be no fun at all. Um, So I'm talking to myself, too, because I can find myself complaining about some things. <laughs> I can. But um, it's it's really easy. It's the we- easy way out, criticism, because um, it, it do- you don't have to do anything about it. It doesn't take a genius most of the time to point out that, oh, that thing's broken right there, or, you know, you need to do something about that. Like, <laughs> So um, what's the opposite of that is... Um, Eric Johnson, he had this really great quote, and he said, if you find yourself complaining about the same thing all the time, it's probably because you carry the answer. And, um, uh uh-oh, there's that responsibility. Okay, let me stop griping about that thing. But I think he gave a really cool example. It was like something on the side of the road or something that just really bothered him in his city that he's like, ugh, that thing, it's bugging me. And um, so God put him in check like, oh, it's bothering you so much because you could do something about it like no one else is. He's like, oh, well, let me just take care of that. It's so easy. Um, it's so easy to just complain and criticize. <laughs> but um, the difference between um, complaining and then just being real with what's going on in your heart, there's a big difference there. Like we, It's so vital that you can go to God and say, I'm really hurting. This sucks. You know, this this hurts. Like... That is okay to do that. We, You need to do that. God wants that from you. But when it's like the same thing over and over and it's like you're not really allowing hope or an answer to come in where um, I found that, okay, I need to really stop here and ask God, what, what's going on here? Um, in Numbers uh, 13, we saw the Moses movie last night. And um, so I like this. Moses, he sends out the tr- 12 um, spies or tribal leaders into uh, the land of Canaan to go scout it out and see, you know, what's it like? And is this a land inhabitable? Is it fruitful? Can we live there? What are the enemies like in the land? And um, so they check it out and go see what they're up against, right? So they report back to Moses and um, tell him, okay, the land is good. The land's fruitful. And, but there's huge giants there that we don't think we can overthrow, And then the Israelites get really upset and all that. You know, the story, they start griping and complaining. Why did you bring us here? And how could you? And this is horrible. And then, you know, the story, they go into the wilderness. So they're not in the wilderness because they're lost. They're there because they have a stinking attitude. And, um, yeah, God wants to change their attitude. So, um complaining, it it really keeps you stuck. You know, it really has kept me stuck when I complain about the same thing over and over or criticize something 
for some reason that it's just, it doesn't solve anything. And, um, but Caleb and Joshua really felt like they could conquer the land. Um, in numbers 14 verse 24, well, I guess I didn't put it up there. It says, but my servant Caleb had a different attitude than the others have. He has remained loyal to me. So I will bring him the land he has explored his descendants will possess their full share of the land. So um, I feel like as a church and um, just people out in the workplace, God is really calling us to bring solutions and answers and um, the same things that are really bugging us, like, uh, let's stop and take a look at and say, Jesus, what would you have me do about that thing? Like, even if it's prayer, that is huge. Prayer is huge. So let's, um, let's ask Jesus as we're growing to really, um, take us from that place of being stuck here, you know, where you're just not going anywhere in the wilderness to let's, let's go somewhere. Jesus, we carry Christ. What, what is it that we can answer here? I'm going to have Todd, um, share something if you can. He, uh, this is all about making room for growth, you know. You really need to make room for it. And this is uh, our lovely little um, cactus, Everdeen. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you're familiar with the Hunger Games, um, there's Katniss Everdeen. So my dad gave us this cactus, so we named it Cactus Everdeen. Yeah, she, uh, she's wanting me to talk about what it's taking to maintain this cactus. It was July 4th that my father-in-law gave this cactus to me as a present. And, uh, <clears throat> and it was quite a journey in the car, taking it back home, too. The kids were in the back seat, and that thing was slapping them in the face. It was, it was funny. It was funny. Um, but can you see Cactus Everdeen there? Uh, yeah, that's Cactus Everdeen. Uh, a lot of my plants have names. <clears throat> uh, I've got a thing for plants. But when I'm out there, I feel so much peace when I'm working with plants. I feel like I, I, I get a lot of revelation from God. He compares me to plants sometimes. And he does that, I think, with all of us. I wanted to bring a little scripture to back that up, too. Like like Psalm 1-3, you know, the person's like, like a tree planted by the streams when we have faith. And then there's um, Jeremiah 17-8, exactly the same scripture. And there's Isaiah um, 61, 3, where God's even likening people to oak trees. You know, um, I think God likes plants. He likes the garden. You know, <laughs> he made the garden for us, right? So uh, anyway, so yeah, I got this plant and um, my father-in-law gave it to me and said, it's just not growing. It's staying this one height. I wish I, I wish I remembered to look at the card of what the name of this plant is. It's from Madagascar. It's a pretty cool thing. And I wish I also had a close-up of it. It's it's got well anyway. It's um, <clears throat> but um, but she um, I'm talking about the cactus had she had yes she had a little uh, pot that she was in. My father-in-law is actually in a succulent club, so he knows how to take care of these things. But he didn't have time to maintain, and so he's like, "Here, take this cactus." Uh. uh but he gave her to me in this little pot that she's been in for years. So for me, I, I, I was like, I want her to grow some more. These things can grow 17 feet, this kind. Uh, 
I want to see that. So I got a new pot and took out cactus. I got stuck a little bit in the finger, and I still love her. Um, I even used glove, but it, it's got some really sharp thorns, that thing. And uh, and just take a lot, took a lot of care to put cactus Everdeen there in a new pot with new soil and even some chicken stuff. Really, I use chicken stuff. Um, so that's, that's, there's a, you, we could teach on that too, actually. <laughs> Sometimes there's a little stuff in your life, you know, that adds to the mix. But, um, uh, but anyway, so that was July 4th and you can't really see it, but, um, she's grown almost a foot, foot since, since we did that. Um, yeah, and the little arms coming out the side. It's just the thing is growing like crazy, and um, I'm gonna have to put her in a new pot pretty soon because you know the winter's here. I'm gonna have to take her inside and you know, put a blanket around her. But um, but but yeah, the father was showing me how it's the same with us. Sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zone, get a new pot, get some new dirt, you know. Welcome some of the crap in our life that comes, you know, because sometimes that helps us to grow. It really does, you know, the fertilizer. Um, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, is that the analogy you wanted me to share? Yeah. You can come over and see cactus sometimes if you like. Aww. He loves his plants. He takes care of them like his kids. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So this is good. It's it's God is is really encouraging us to to get out of those those places that have really held us back and um whatever that looks like for you and man, he is expanding us. He's expanding who we are as a church individually and um and it's time to really ask him, okay, let's Let's get out of this. And sometimes your britches are going to feel a little too big. You know, it's like, okay, I don't know if this quite fits yet. But it's good. We're growing into it. And it, and it's it's all with him. And I really want you to leave here feeling loved and super encouraged and challenged, though, too. Because, you know, being challenged, it's it's... I always feel loved when someone that I care about challenges me. I'm like, that feels like love to me. That feels like a big hug like they're for they're in this for my good so this is you know a mama talk a little bit um i'm not that young okay so um yeah this is a mama talk and and it's not about what you do or you don't do or what you haven't done yet it's, it's please don't go away feeling that way it's about resting in him and really let's let's ask jesus who what is it in me? What areas that just I'm feeling a little stuck here and I really want to grow. So show me your heart. Show me what you think about that. And you guys carry the lion of Judah inside of you. You have strength. You can do this. We can do this, guys. Like you can, you can really attack so much out there more than you realize. Like I'm not kidding. It's, it's sometimes, you know, it feels like the littlest thing makes us like break and and it does if we're in a vulnerable place but 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 as a body like we are going to so grow together and it's going to be good 
promise. So I'm going to pray for you. And then we're going to do something fun. It's almost nine. And um, with this little mama challenging talk, we want you guys to really experience like joy in the journey. And so we're going to do a little fiery joy tunnel for you. Um, This was Anna was we were talking and really felt this. And so I haven't talked to the prayer team. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But let me pray first. It's hot. Woof. Hot up here. Are you guys hot? Okay. No? Oh, it's these lights. Okay. Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for who you are for us and what you've done. And um, I thank you for each person here. They are son and daughter of the living God, the God who created the universe. Jesus, you care about our hearts. You care about where we're going and where we're at. You're so with us. And I thank you right now, Jesus, for each person here that um, your strength and the spirit of might would rise up, that you would begin to show them what that looks like inside of them. What does a spirit of might look like? What does meekness look like? What does integrity look like for each person here, God? So, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We trust you. We trust your leadership. In the places of our heart that aren't quite there, that don't ch- trust you yet, Jesus, we, we ask that you would continue to bring truth to our hearts. Thank you, Father, who you are for us in this journey. And I thank you, God, for growth in all of our lives, growth that will touch people around us, that will touch our families. Thank you, Jesus, that nations will come to our light Thank you, Father. Yeah. And if um, if this resonates with you, just go ahead and tell him, I embrace growth in my life, Jesus. I embrace the journey, Jesus. And I know that you're for me. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You're so for us. Thank you, Father, that you don't come and chasten us, but you come and challenge us to come up higher to where you are and where we belong as sons and daughters. And I ask right now, if there's just anyone in here feeling like um, they've just messed up or failed or they're not measuring up, Jesus, just come and bring truth right now. Thank you that your love covers us and your love calls us up higher. Thank you, Father. So we embrace who you are in our lives. We embrace this thing called growth. Father, thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, yeah.